and welcome to the weekly recap. This is episode 104. We are here on a Tuesday recording in quarantine yet again. Uh, we are in the yellow in Pennsylvania, though, which Gov- uh, Governor Wolf just made up some shit and put us there. Yeah, it um, <laughs> it doesn't even really mean anything. The only good thing that happened is the liquor stores are opening up. Right. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot of things that are getting kind of back to normal, but there's also a lot of restrictions that people are just fucking ignoring. So correct. If I'm being honest, it still means wear a fucking mask everywhere. Okay. It does. So don't go being that jackass. It's forcing your way into these places without a mask, even though most of the corporate places are like, no, you have to have a mask because they're nationwide or whatever. I don't want to get into the, the politics of this, but people are dumb. Some people are dumb about this. I think we should play a drinking game where we drink every time Nick says, I don't want to get into the politics of this. Cause it's been like <laughs> maybe once or twice the last like four straight weeks. You're yeah, not wrong. Yeah, You're you not know. wrong. That's Listen, my fault. The, all of this shit is inherently political. Like, well, actually it doesn't need to be, but it just, it just happened. I mean, it, it just, it, it's America in 2020. Like this is just what happens now. Correct. Correct. <laughs> we do have a lot to talk about in the beer world this week, though. So we can uh, we can kind of get into that. But uh, how's everybody's week? It's fine so far. It's pretty. It's it's getting warmer finally in Pennsylvania. Oh, I so love it. It's uh, it's been nice. It's been cooling off nicely in the evening, and I have um, I have a box fan that my roommate lent me um, because two box fans just disappeared from my parents' home. Um, and I'm pointing at both of you because I'm pretty sure each of you took one. One of them was mine. So yeah, I definitely have one of them. I'm not even going to negate that fact. Sure. Yeah. So it's yeah, I definitely, I, I, you're right, Alex. I, I threw it in my carry on luggage and took it with me to the West coast. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen, uh, I'm pretty sure you took it to Boston and just got rid of it before you moved to the West coast. Ooh, shots fired. Pretty because, sure I didn't because I also bought a $300 air conditioner when I first got to Boston, which you, didn't you have a fan. are now using. So I, uh, if we're going to start playing the ticky-tack little uh, tip-or-tat thing. Ticky-tack? Ticky-tack, huh? You're <laughs> you're using a $300 air conditioner. You're a I clown. Purchased. There's no... And I have complaining no complaining about a fan. I don't have it here. I don't know what you're talking about. You're a clown. <laughs> You're a you true clown. You used it for the last two years. Okay, what you could have you could have easily had it shipped out to wherever the fuck you were in the last eight months. That thing is like that thing is like eighty pounds. <laughs> what, what the fuck am I going to ship it in, uh, girl? I don't know. You should have thought of that before you bought it, and then I don't decided that, to move out to Oregon. I don't know that the term I would have used would have been easy, but <laughs> you uh, you definitely said it would easily be shipped out there. Which I don't I mean, think is the case. <laughs> listen, it's it's not my fault you bought a large air conditioner that you could only use in one city. I mean, come get it. It's it's here. Come get it. Come take it back. Fight me for it, he says. <laughs> You're a clown. R.I.P. in peace to that air conditioner. Right. That thing is so much better than the window units that we used like growing up. It's so easy to consider those. I forget what brand it is. I think it's LG. LG. Yeah. There's 
I oh, Alex would know. A, Alex would know. Two seventy-five. Yeah, yeah. Alex would know. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna bring it this weekend to my apartment. It's getting hot. It's gross. Can we talk about how fucking Pittsburgh weather just goes from one season to the next in like four hours? We get like a transition period of like two days. Yeah. No. It's it's crazy. And I'll say even today it was like super windy. Like the temperature outside was 70 degrees, but it felt like it was 50 all day. Yeah, it was, it was cold. It was cold today. Yeah. I was working outside, putting together the new patio furniture and, uh, I'm sitting there like, man, I, I should probably put a hoodie on. I didn't big, plan, I sh- big plans have. for that, for that patio furniture. Yeah. It's uh it's on, it's on my n- normal size deck. Wow. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got for that. <laughs> we did. Uh, we did help out mom with some uh, cleaning of the gutters on Sunday. That was a lot of fun. Thanks, Alex, for volunteering us for that. <laughs> Listen, it was either that or our father uh, falling off a ladder from two two to three stories up and killing himself. So you make a valid whatever argument sac- there. Whatever. Sa- no, because he's stubborn and he wouldn't want to pay anyone to do it if we all refused. So. Someone has to bite the bullet. That's also why you have kids, though, is to rope them into doing chores that you don't want to do or can't do. So I guess we, I guess we so. fulfilled our, ch- our our childly duties, I guess. Jake, uh, did you get in? Did you get to any local spots this weekend or any anything fun, exciting happen? I did. Um, I haven't been able to really obviously see much, but... There's a, a local place called Camino, which I've been to probably four times now. They finally restocked on a bunch of cans. I think this past week or the week before, they still had a bunch of stuff. I'm not sure how many people are really following along with this stuff. It, there was a line of like three or four people when I got there. And they were trying to maintain the social distance and stuff. And the guy pointed to the pointed to the sidewalk. I, I guess I, had, I was standing just... One step too close to the person in front of me. And he was like, hey, hey, can you make sure to stand on that X? And he pointed to the sidewalk where there should have been an X and there wasn't one. And I was like looking around like, buddy, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? There's no X here. He's like, no, 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 just stand on the X. And I'm like, fine, fine. I'll, I'll do whatever the fuck you're asking me to do. I'm literally there just to pick up shit. They, they, the way that they have been coordinating pickups is just not working for them. They need to figure it out because I could have been in and out in literally two minutes. Cause all I did was order two, four packs. I should just be able to give them my name and they should just basically chuck the four packs at me. I'll catch them and I will walk away. Like there doesn't need to be any other further contact. Like you should have a beer and a beer only line and a beer and food line. And you need to separate people by that because it's just, it's so frustrating. Well, and food takes a little bit longer to prepare too, right? I mean, you're just sitting there with four packs, like handing them out. That's one thing. But yeah, if you bring food into the mix, it's going to add time. Yeah. And it's good that they're, they're serving food and they're, they're giving some people an opportunity to sell their stuff and make a little bit of money while this whole thing is going on. But we're eight weeks into the, into the quarantine right now. You should have a plan in place and you should be executing it. Yeah. There's, there's no excuse for, for that. Uh, horrible of an organization. 
I suppose. So I got two different beers. I got a uh, an IPA called Northeast by West. And they call it a Northeast IPA. They don't call it a New England style IPA, which really irks me. <laughs> I think that's but... actually catching on, though. I think a lot of people are are doing that in favor of calling it a New England IPA. Because it's, that's because what it, it is, though. On, so like, yeah, I guess. I mean, it, if, it you're, if you're calling it the any IPA, it, it's like how you interpret any, but New England and the Northeast are synonymous. Pretty oh, much. right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I but I think that. that New England is, it just sounds cooler. I mean, it's just, that, that's how I always remember it coming up. Like, when, it, when those first started getting big a handful of years ago, it was like everyone's calling them New England style IPAs, not northeast style ipas right you know you just sound weird saying that. It, it, so yeah it, maybe it people on the west don't know that as much but if you go to the if you go to new england they call it a new england style ipa obviously <laughs> but even places on the east coast generally speaking in the midwest um so that was pretty good i think it's like a seven and a half not super hazy like i would prefer nothing you would see at some of the big players uh, in like Massachusetts or New York, but pretty solid. And the other one I got was a cucumber, mint, and lime goza. Mm. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. That thing, talk, it kind of just tasted like a it kind of just tasted like a sour, not really salty much. But it really wasn't even that sour. It was just it's it was a pretty good uh, beer. It's called uh, Agua Fresca. <laughs> is it a series that they do, or is it just like a one-off? I have no idea. I don't. <laughs> me not being on social media prevents me from keeping tabs on this kind of stuff. I'm not sure if they tweet about these things like DG would, but I would imagine that it would be some kind of series i just I, i'm not sure and i've only ordered from there a handful of times so i don't know how frequently they're going through those if they are doing a series but both pretty solid um i was gonna grab one but i figured i'm probably gonna work out tonight so i'm just gonna let that go for now yeah i'm definitely gonna work out tonight after this drinking my Lacroix. oh yeah uh, we got a uh no it's not i don't like grapefruit so um, actually, no, it's not that I don't like grapefruit. It's that you're not supposed to have grapefruit when you're on antidepressants because it like apparently fucks with them or something. I don't know what the, I don't know what the reasoning, there's scientific reasoning behind that, but I don't know that for sure. Um, no, uh, so we got a three pack, not a three pack, a, uh, what's it called? Um, we got like a 24 pack of a bunch of different flavors, uh, watermelon, tangerine, and la- lemoncello. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Watermelon, hibiscus, and lemoncello. Hibiscus, fire. I still like the tangerine one or the orange one. I think it's orange. But anyway, um, that's cool. Uh, did you get those? Were four packs? Are they sixteen ounce cans? They are. Um. Yeah, it was it was nice because that that place is really close. It's just down on First Street, and I'm on 19th, so it's a quick like five minute drive. Um, plus, there's no traffic, so it's very easy to get there. They do pick up orders after 4:30 on Fridays, 
So you just order online. I can use Apple Pay, so I, I'll just pay for everything and then run in there and pick it up. Again, it's a little bit frustrating that at this point in the quarantine, they haven't completely figured everything out. And they're always super weird. The one guy who is there all the time, he must be one of the owners or one of the head like managers of the, the tap room is just super weird about the whole, like I, I understand that we want to maintain social distance, but he's just like very odd about it. And he's not like very personable. He's just kind of an awkward human being, and he's like, hey, um, we're just going to have to ask you to like just stand just a little bit further back. And he's like, he seems very timid and a little annoying, and I'm sure that if I were to keep going there when the quarantine is over, that I would probably start to hate him a little bit more. So shout out that guy. <laughs> Something fun. At Camino Brewing. Um Honestly, if you sponsor if you sponsor the cast, I uh, would be willing to overlook all of the weird interactions we've had. At this point. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I, I like supporting the local people. I didn't tip this time around. I'm not sure. Yeah, can we get into that whole tipping when you just go pick up cans? Because I've done that like once, and then I was like, you know what? I I I don't know. Um, I know a lot of people are struggling right now, but I did get my my own hours cut at work, so you know. Uh, I don't have as much money to spend um, helping out the service industry. Should I, I don't know if I should feel bad about that. This is a, a thing that I think you could take a really hard stance on, and, and people would probably disagree with you. It's really just a, a personal preference kind of deal. I think, for me, I don't mind throwing a few extra dollars, especially considering everything that's going on. I don't think that it's completely necessary and i would i could hear a different opinion on that and i'm sure that it would sway my own i think i don't know i don't think you have to like start throwing ten dollars like ten dollars on top of the 25 that you're spending on four packs or 30 or whatever but i don't think it's I mean, obviously I didn't, and I just said that, but I think it's not, you know, one or $2 can't hurt. You know, you're already spending 30. What's an extra two. So the, the thing that I think is like every time, like you have to do it every time. If you're going to the same place, like, I don't think you need to, I'm going to say that right now. I, I could, I could, we could catch some heat for, for me saying this and it's fine. Come after me. Say anything about our podcast. The only one that listens to it is Trevor and he might have some choice words for me, but that's fine because I love Trevor and, um, I, I would be, uh, open to whatever criticism he has for me. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. It just gets to be a lot. It's just like that adds up. <laughs> yeah. Generally tipping is reserved for people who are providing a service to you, not just grabbing cans out of a cooler that you can do yourself. Yeah. But then as a same, like you saying that now I'm like, yeah, but like these people aren't making nearly as much money as they would be because they would be usually making tips. Cause a lot of the people that are selling, standing there giving the cans out, are like the bar staff, not technically the brew master or whatever. They might be, but like, I mean, people around here, like I see everyone I see giving out cans at these places is like the staff. 
not not the owners and the brewers. Yeah, it's kind of tough because you're on one hand you are supporting them by just buying the beer right now, right? And that's helpful in its own right, but they're certainly losing money. The people, you know, the brewery is still making the same money that they they normally would be. And maybe maybe during this they're trying to find ways to help support their employees a little bit more. Yeah, I would hope so. That's yeah, that is the other side of it. It's really, it's the people that are doing the service or, or, or the bartenders that would typically, like you're saying, make, would be making tips during this time that are suffering. So honestly, as I'm talking through this, I think now is the time you should be tipping. And yeah. then when you go back to it, don't tip because they're going to be making tips from serving pints, you know? Yeah. Okay. That sounds, I, I, that's I, I, that's a little yeah, bit aggressive that, and maybe that. a little bit. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, tip. Selfish but like, of me. You don't need to go overboard. If like you're going to pick up cans now, well, I mean, people don't even do that. Like, people wouldn't be doing. People wouldn't be tipping on cans if they were selling cans, but also selling pints. This is a. This is a very like like a. a I don't know. Kind of a moral dilemma, you know? Yeah. It's like like how. How good of a person are you? Do you have the money to be able to give to them? How much does it really matter? I think it matters a lot right now, but you know, like I said, I, I I've, just, I've I done both. That. I have done both, and I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure what the protocol is, and I'm not sure how people would feel about that who are working in the service industry right now. Because I've never, I've never worked in the service industry under these conditions, right? During, yeah, you know, we. You hope that they get paid high enough or a living wage as it is already without having to get the tips on top of what they're making. But I would imagine that a lot of places aren't following those types of rules. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you can't, I can't assume, like, we can't assume that they're making as much money as they were purely based on can sales. Like, it, I, I can't imagine these places are doing, they did like a hard stop, like, hard. Let's can everything. I don't know. I think a are lot of them buying are buying as much. Are they brewing as much? You know. Go ahead, Nick. I would say I think a lot of them are still making the quantity, um, and they are putting more of it to can. Because well, the way I look at it, and and this may be way off, but the way I look at it is a lot more people have a lot of time to travel to these places to buy online for pickup later when they're not necessarily there, right? But, oh, I can make my run on Saturday and go up to Erie and hit Buffalo and Jamestown and come back through Harrisburg and back down to Pittsburgh on like a weekend, right? When normally they would be having to be there on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday for the release in order to get it. So I think that a lot more places are selling more cans, but I don't think that it's a, I don't think that it's a point where they're making the same amount of money. I, I disagree. And here's why the supply and demand of cans and just the supply chain that goes into it, I doubt allows them to just transition solely from making ke and kegging things to cans. I can't imagine that dancing gnome is like, 
Okay, we're going to make the same amount of beer, and we're just going to order a fuckload more cans. And yeah. it's just going to work out perfectly. I can't I imagine that's happening. I think there have been, I think there's even been articles talking about how, like, it, not, it might not even just be, like, 16-ounce cans of, like, Crowler cans. I think I saw something about a month ago or a month and a half ago that was saying Crowler, like, stocks were, like, completely depleted because everyone had to switch to that, like... I feel like it, this probably affected. I, I this is all. I mean, all speculation, but I I can't imagine it didn't affect their ability to get hops or like physical cans, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I that would be that like every the ideal. every industry is kind of being affected by this as a whole. Like, right? Like you're saying, if it was an ideal world, yes, they would do that because a place like Dancing Gnome or or like Other Half or whoever it is. Who farted? Like all of these big places that people really want would buy up all the cans if they could. But I'm I, if everyone if everyone just needs can like I, I you know I, I can't imagine the production. I mean the production might be catching up, but it, at least at first I I'm I'm sure like it everyone was like oh shit I, we need canned stuff now like we need cans. Right, plus the people who are making the cans might not be like working at full capacity considering everything that's going on. Right, right. So you think I guess- about a lot of the manufacturing, you know, you, talk, you look at like the meatpacking industry and the car industry and stuff, they're not making as much because they're, they're worried about safety for their workers and things. So I, w- I would like to hear it from, uh, what is it, from the horse's mouth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm just assuming. I mean, that's it's an assumption. I think it's a decent assumption, but it's hard to know unless you get a, a perspective from somebody who's actually going through it. Yeah, I agree. T- I mean, tying tying this back into what Jake and I were discussing, um, I think <laughs> with all of this talk and like there it not being like it, it's it's not possible that everyone was able to completely flip a switch and do all like move into all can sales. Um, I think tipping is probably more important now than ever, because even if they do have extra um, money or, you know, it, it would be hard for them to sustain as big of a staff as like a lot of the places, at least around here have, you know, um, making what they would be making if they if this were not happening. So it's important to tip. Uh, moral of the story. Moral of the story, Jake's an asshole, apparently, for not tipping on those two four-packs that I bought last year. Uh, no, I, I, I haven't been tipping either, but now that we discussed this, I feel like I'm now morally obligated to, to tip. I will change my ways. I will. Be- we will do better. We came to that conclusion. It's, uh, it's, that's how you learn. You learn new information, and you discuss Anyway, so uh, so we got a big uh, big Memorial Day weekend coming up here. Do you want to get into that a little bit, Nick? Give us a give us the rundown, sir. Yeah, certainly. Um, I do want to throw out that I have been tipping on four packs the entire time that this has been okay, going on. Okay, great. You're Jesus um, Christ now. Thanks. I, oh, sick, Nick. Thanks. Just flex on us one time. The other thing I will say is that Dancing Gnome was very public about scaling back production when they started this. Whenever they whenever they went to this shutdown mode, Dancing Gnome said that they were doing half batches basically of beer. Yeah. And they were selling right. out too quickly, so they scaled back up to their normal output. And they canned all of it. So 
I don't want to hear this wishy-washy answer about, oh, yeah, maybe they're like, and uh, maybe the cans will run out. Uh, like, no, it's not, that's not the case. There's enough production for these, for these cans, period. I just, I disagree. I, I really Absolutely. don't think I, every... I, I think you're wrong. I just think you're wrong. Well, that's one example. I'm just, yeah, I, that, I'm just, I'm just stating my opinion, of, that's all. I'm not trying to get into right, but, a, a but fight about is, it. No, I, I understand. I'm just saying supply and demand, just, it's, it just doesn't work. Everything is being affected in the supply chain right now. Maybe, maybe right now they can get all the cans that they need, but as, as people remain out of work, as they start cutting back shifts at all of these manufacturing plants, it's just not going to, it's not going to be the same. Oh no, I get be. that. You're, you're right. Like the, you're right. Just the just the math doesn't work out. I mean, maybe it is right now, and that's good for them. Like, I'm glad that they are still able to get as much as they can, and yeah. that would be great if everybody could could get that. But I'm I, I, I can't imagine that is the story across the board. So yeah. no, and, and that's cool. I, I I didn't know that. I haven't ta- I haven't spoken to anybody. I don't. I'm not as up on things as you are, Nick. Obviously, with dancing gnome, like. You're reading about no, no, no. I mean, all the time. And this is all this is all stuff pulled from social media. So that's that's the the weak link there is that you're not on the social media to follow this stuff, which is why I wanted to explain that to you. But the thing is, you would see major manufacturers having problems with cans just as easily as you would the small players. Now I understand the small players don't have the backing to like force people to sell them cans, but I feel like if it's going to run out, like if if there's going to be a, a shortage of cans. Budweiser, Miller, they're going to get out there and they're going to buy up all the shit first, right? And you're going to see big news articles uh, about this, and it just hasn't happened, right? Crowlers is one thing because that was something that was totally unexpected because a lot of places went, oh, fuck, we have this Crowler machine. We can still sell our beer, but we don't have to spend 20 grand on a canning line, right? We can do it with what we already have. We're just going to work a lot more at it. That's where you see the shortage in Crowlers. These the, the the cans I can't imagine are going to be an issue. It depends on I, I'd have to see what the what the um, the actual like production of cans looks like because I'm I guess in my opinion it would be affected just as much as every other kind of industry. Sure, but if I'm assuming that in in manufacturing plants that create aluminum cans or bottles or whatever, there's a lot more automation and they use less, you know, people, workers in, and probably not in as close quarters as you'd see somebody in a meatpacking plant or uh, a car manufacturer or something. I mean, that, right. see, these are just the, I'm, I'm working off of assumptions. I just think the math doesn't really work out and I, it could be a problem moving forward. I mean, especially, I guess now that people are starting to open up a bit, the problem could subside rather quickly, but um, it'll be interesting, I think, to to just kind of monitor the situation and see if people continue to make the same amount of... of I mean, I don't know how much typically they make Dancing Gnome and how much they're making right now. Right, and that's just one example. Now, don't get me wrong. I um, I do follow like all of the breweries on pretty much any social media that I can find. Right, I, I follow as many breweries as I can to get a lot of information. And one example locally is Four Points. Right, They made a batch of beer called 400. And everybody went crazy over it. 
just locally you can't find it anywhere it's sold out so what are they doing they're making a double batch next time and it's going out to all of their um clients or accounts as far as distribution goes because they want more people to have this beer and they're canning it that's it they're they're doing 16 ounce cans of it so that's another example of yes the business is hurting overall because you can't have people in your establishment but you're still making enough product to remain sustainable and even ramp up production of certain beers or really being able to adapt faster to the demand, right? I think that that's really kind of the key here is that these guys are making the products that they can as fast as they can for as much or for as many people as they can, which is why there's limits on Lustra. There's limits on the hole punch series from hitchhiker. There's limits on all this other stuff, but they want to get this beer out and they're, and they're still making it. I would say at least to the volume that they were before, if not more, or if not, they're pivoting to maybe making a smaller batch of one to make a bigger batch of the other or vice versa. Mm -hmm. You know, they're kind of, they're flexing to really fit what people want. Yeah. It's pretty, it's actually, um, to kind of go off of that a little bit, um, I apologize, but it's actually pretty impressive to see all of these people make so many different kinds of beer still on this time. Um, like dancing now has like four beers coming out this week, which I think is just bonkers. Um, they are just, uh, it, it just, I think goes to show the resiliency that you can see in the craft beer, uh, community. Um, and I don't think it's going anywhere, which is good for us. Anyone else want to add to that or we want to, we want to go into the, uh, the birthday celebrations we have to look forward to coming up. Okay, yeah, so the uh, Memorial Day weekend's coming up here, right? And that means one thing in Pittsburgh. It means a bunch of breweries are celebrating anniversaries this weekend. On, so, like, l- the same year, too. Not even just the same day. Right. It's not the same day, I will say that. But it is, like, this week, right? So Yeah, well, yeah, they, I mean, whatever. It's, uh, they just round... And it makes sense to, to make it around the holiday because everybody's off or have an extended weekend, you know, that kind of thing. It's awesome. It really is. And so you have the big three in Pittsburgh. You have, you have Brew Gentlemen, you have Grist House, and you have Hitchhiker all having anniversaries this week, right? Uh, currently, I am drinking six from Brew Gentlemen. I was able to get in on the lottery. I won a couple of bottles, and I decided that I wanted to drink it. You win? Is that was that how it worked, or or well, you, you just have to buy to log them. on? You have to like log on at some, or it was a literal lottery. No, it was actually a lottery. Wow, so that's kind of annoying. Yeah, I don't know if I love that, and that's actually something I want to talk about. So we'll come back around to that. But sure. the um, but yeah, the beer itself is uh, Russian Imperial Stout, aged in French wine barrels. French oak, red wine, and bourbon barrels. Um, it's a 10% imperial stout. It is a little bit thinner than I was expecting, to be honest. But where does it rank? Like, what are you getting it? What are you giving it out of 10? Out of 10? That's yeah. going to be, I would say it's going to be in the top, like above a seven. I would say maybe like a seven and a half. It's respectable. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's probably closer to an eight 
than a seven. So gotcha. I don't really know. I, I mean, it's it's tough to say because it's not like my favorite barrel aged stout that I've ever had, but it still has a lot of character. There's a lot going on. Is it in the same ballpark as um, Double Max? No, I think I like Double Max a lot more. But is it in the same ballpark? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I, I'm going to say it's a very different beer. Um, I think the the red wine barrels definitely give it a little bit more berry character. Yeah. Or grape character, I suppose. Yeah, I would say it's 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 not like a fruity character, but it's definitely like a drier like um like I said, not as thick as like Are what Are grapes considered a berry? I would imagine. I'm going to look that up. Continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Brew Gentlemen did their lottery last week. I uh, picked up my bottles on Friday. Really good experience with the bottle pickup, too. I mean, there was nobody like waiting in line. You weren't like standing there. They brought it to your vehicle. They drop it in the back seat. They say, have a nice day. You know, check your ID and all that. But it was a, it was a pretty flawless system. I think they have that kind of down. The uh, the other ones coming up this week are Grist House and Hitchhiker. Grist House is doing Double Haze again, which um, which I'm really excited about. Hitchhiker is doing a new hole punch uh, coconut something, coconut cheesecake, or I don't remember. But that actually kind of sounds delicious. Coconut cream pie. Yeah, maybe that's it. Oh, that yes. sounds good. Yeah, it's hole punch coconut cream pie. Yum. And they're also doing uh, Pale Ale and Bane, obviously. But no, I don't think that they've ever done a coconut cream pie um, hole punch. We like really win the lottery around this time, don't we? With uh, Lustre Day and all of these. uh, Yeah, and that's uh, the other thing. A lot of the other breweries are doing stuff too, even though it's not technically like a gathering. Um, Dancing Gnome with Lustre Day. That's a pretty big deal. Um, they are releasing the beers over the course of the two weeks, so you don't have to sit there and try to order all of them at once and stuff like that. I think that's a, a good way of doing it. But they are also releasing barrel-aged Lustra. So, Which is just so... like, How many times have you had a barrel-aged um, like IPA? Right. Um, I'm going to say I've had a couple... But nothing of note. Nothing that I would be like, oh man, one of the best beers I've ever had. I'm trying not to like overhype it. I'm like really. I um, want you guys to give a completely unbiased opinion when you drink that because oh my God, it Jake. just sounds off the walls. We, um, they only made 200 bottles of it. So the odds of us getting it is going to be pretty slim. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. You have their post notifications turned on, don't you? Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> so the only the only thing is you're going to have to text me immediately. Yeah. Yeah, really. Or I you will just have to get I'll have to just log into our Instagram account. That's probably the way to do it, to be honest, cuz I'm not going to have time to text you and order the beer. If it's yeah. anything like Black Clouds was, it's going to be gone instantaneously. Yeah, that sucks. Which is tough, which is tough. Um, yeah, because I'm not just, like, sitting at home on my phone. <laughs> right, like, you're at work, you're you're doing things. 
Yeah. It's hard to pay attention constantly. And I, that's why I wanted to bring this up this week is n- number one, shout out to brew gentlemen, shout out to hitchhiker and Grist house. Congratulations on six awesome years in Pittsburgh. Thank you guys for adapting to the pandemic and giving us the ability to still get your beers. Uh, I think they're all doing phenomenally with that. Uh, uh, brew gentlemen is closed this week for Crowler sales. So they're gearing up for what they call a big change in their way they do business. And I'm assuming that means that cans are coming next week. So, Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So I'm assuming we're going to see like general Braddock's in cans and so on and so forth down the list because they're, mm. they've been talking nonstop for the past couple of weeks about their expansion. So that's kind of what I'm seeing coming down the pipeline. Big bummer for uh, BG Open Air this year, huh? Right, right. That's. I was such... actually looking forward to going back there, which is, if if anyone's listened to this podcast for any length of time, should come as a surprise that I'm saying that. Yes, yes, an absolute shock. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a bummer. But uh, General Braddock's and Cans sounds like everything I fucking want. Right. Yeah, I think uh, I think that a lot of people are going to be really, really hype about that. Um, it's otherwise, just easier. Like, oh yeah, and, and and I mean, it makes sense for a brewery of their size, especially if they are expanding, which they are. So I think that it's going to be a really good fit for them to start canning, to start distributing, to to really get their product to more people, right? Plus, like, you have the demand because everyone's looking for cans right now. Right. Nobody really wants a growler, Phil. Most people will suffer through a growler, but everybody wants a 16-ounce can. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually actually kind of a... It seems like it's kind of a blessing in disguise for them. Almost, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. It sounds like... Yeah, like, it sounds like this might be a a really great opportunity to, like, pilot their can sale uh, thing, you know? So good, good on them. That's exciting. I'll, uh, I will definitely be looking forward to that. I have a lot of time next week to do nothing. So again, that is like a trip. Sounds like a trip to Braddock is in my future. Yeah, no, I would say absolutely. Um, this is so- still technically speculation, even though they've been hinting at it for a while. I would say pretty sure Memorial Day or Tuesday that week, they're going to make the announcement that they're going to have cans. So we're like the Mac rumors of uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh craft beer. Yes. Yes. We could call us. We're way worse than that because we have no information to go on. They at least base, base themselves in some sort of sources or whatever, <laughs> but well, we have sources, the breweries themselves, right? And their newsletters. Are, everyone's thinking it. We're just saying it. Yeah, no, I get it. So let's, uh, let's move this topic of discussion to online ordering again. Yeah, let's. Uh, what what are your what are your qualms? What do you want us to discuss? I'm excited to hear some thoughts. Okay, so there were two big bottle releases last week, right? The Brew Gentleman Sixth Anniversary Stout and Voodoo released the Apple Brandy Barrel Aged Apple Pie Doppelbach, which sounds insane to me. Can you repeat that? My headphones fell out. <laughs> Man, I said it so well the first time. Also, please don't, please don't repeat it. That took like forty-five minutes just to get that one one beer out. That's fine. Okay, number one. So Voodoo released something really, really cool and special. 
that. It's an apple brandy barrel aged apple pie doppelbach. It sounds it. wild. Keep it. It Honestly, sounds wild. It. They can keep it. It's fine. <laughs> but if you need more than six words to describe or or yeah, actually t- just to describe the beer, I feel like it's too many. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a lot of words. What a yeah, that's a lot of words. Anyway, okay, so so two big bottle releases. Right. And both um, of them um, did a lottery. Okay. And I, I think that that's really the only way to be completely uh, fair and unbiased. Yes, exactly. Completely unbiased, completely random, not, and I don't know how they do it. If they see like their best friends and they put them at the top 10 or whatever, and then put everybody else in the lottery, whatever, you know, the, the thing is you need to make it seem fair regardless of how you do it. Now, this week, yeah, this week we have barrel aged lustra, mm-hmm. 200 bottles, for the 10,000 beer nerds in Allegheny County or whatever, right? Or not yes. even in Allegheny County because they're not doing any sort of restriction on where you're at. Yeah, Voodoo, I, can't, I can't imagine how they would even do that. Oh, can, you, can they do that? Voodoo did based on your zip code. And if you were too far outside of Pittsburgh, they said, nope, sorry. Or not Pittsburgh. I mean, their, their, their footprint because they went based on Erie, Meadville, Grove City and Pittsburgh. But they said if your okay. zip code doesn't fall in this range, sorry, try next year or whatever, you know, whenever the next time they do it. Yeah. But right. that's it. So Voodoo only does for their locals, basically. And the locals are at it again. I know. They truly are. They are constantly at it. But that's the way they did it. So Dancing Gnome is going to, at some point this week, put that barrel-aged lustra bottle in their store and let everybody just go free-for-all on it. Now, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I also feel like you have to be on the trigger because if if it pops up Wednesday at 9.43 in the morning, then you need to know about it and you need to turn on your notifications. You need to follow... Uh, the dancing on Twitter account and their Instagram stories and their Facebook page, all of it, because that shit is going to be gone so damn fast. I don't necessarily think that they're keeping people from getting it. I just think that it's a, it's a tough sell in this kind of environment to throw something out there like that. Now I get that the beer is probably ready to drink and they want people to have it now because they like the way that it tastes. Yeah. But forcing me to follow their social media for the next four days until it's released or whatever is going to give me some sort of anxiety or disorder. (laughs) Like, yeah. So actually, so I want to, I want to like extend this a little bit and, and ask both of you, I have my own thoughts. What do you think is a better system? And you got to choose, but you can argue both if you'd like. I know Jake likes to, Jake likes to do that when we ask questions. Yeah. He likes to have no opinion. And then give his opinion at the very end. <laughs> Does anyone have any initial thoughts to get this uh, debate going? Because I'm... Uh, I, uh, I can start. So, for me... Uh, it, it, it definitely is 
dependent on the times we live in. Um, because if this was not happening right now and we could all go to Dancing Gnome like they did when they released the Barrel-Aged Black Clouds, um, it would be, I think, more unfair. Because who can, like, leave work early when they see a tweet? You know, like, at least we have some fighting chance depending on the speed of our, you know, our, our Wi-Fi or some shit like that, you know? <laughs> right. To me, I, but, uh, you know, I, I, again, at the same time, it's like, give, put everyone in a, in a bingo roller and, you know, like, see what pops out. I would say this seems like a beer that is only for, like, the beer nerds. Like, it's a beer nerd beer. Like, it's not, like, people, like, the, the, your run-of-the-mill, like, casual beer drinker is not going to enjoy this beer or, like, understand the hype behind it because, like, they pulled out all the stops for this, apparently. I'm going to say, for me, I think the fairest thing to do would be to do a lottery which I can't believe I'm saying, but also at the same time, I think it's, it's more like, like it's, I I like, I like the, just throw it up online better than just like tell people on Twitter that we're releasing it at the tap room and they have to go to the tap room to get it. Because how, like that, that seems like it, it, like it obviously favors the people that work from home all the time. But you know, we live in a, society right oh we do so (laughs) we do we do live in a society um but yeah that's just like my those are my thoughts i don't know what do you guys what are you guys thinking what are you guys feeling i feel like with some facts so i liked voodoo's take on it uh i thought that the lottery was was fair enough and they were very strict on the rules right but I can also see the benefit of letting people know that it's going to happen so that people are ready for it. Because like you said, it's a, it's a beer that not everybody's going to go after, right? It's not this barrel aged stout or uh, sour release or something like that, that maybe gets a lot more hype. This is a barrel aged pale ale. And I think that a lot of people are forgetting that just because it's Dancing Gnome. I have to have every beer that Dancing Gnome makes. I have to check it in on Untapped, and I have to rate it against my fellow man and tell them that they're all a bunch of idiots because they didn't get it, you know, that kind of thing. So there's going to be hype around this beer, and there's going to be a lot of things that come out after it's released where people are sitting on it for years on end going, oh, yeah, I still have that barrel-aged Lustra from the first time they did it. Like, you, bro, bro, I'm, gonna, I'm never going to crack that shit. I'm just going to sell it, make, make 350 bucks when it was a $20 bottle. Like, that, that type of shit pisses me off. I feel like Brew Gentlemen did it exactly the right way because they said, we understand if you're working during the times that pickup is going on and you can't make it, we'll do proxies for you. 
But if you're just trying to get it because you're out of town and you want this beer, we're not doing proxies for that. They actually put their foot down and they said, no, we want people who are going to enjoy this beer to have this beer. And I think that's huge. I think that's actually the right way to go about it because most of these people that are jumping on and and ordering this shit as fast as humanly fucking possible and running down to the brewery same day to pick it up are going to sit on it for far too long. It's not going to be a good beer. It's not going to be worth drinking. They're just trying to get max profits out of it. And I hate to say it that way because I don't think that Dancing Gnome's beer needs to be that way. But So so let me jump in here if you don't mind. Not at all. Um, I, I think for me, the people that would enjoy it, I think there's a lot. There's probably a lot of overlap with the people that would enjoy it and the people that would sit on it. Absolutely, because I am not disagreeing so, with you. So, so that's where I guess that's where I take issue with 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 that like argument. Not really argument, just like portraying it that way. Like you, 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 you don't know what people are going to do with this bottle. You hope that people would enjoy it. If they're saying like it tastes really good, you know, maybe they should have said like we this is something that's ready now or something like that. You know, like maybe they could have, I don't, I, I can't, I did read the post, but I can't, um, or the, the email, but I don't, I can't, I can't remember if they said like, Oh, this is really good. You know, like there's, there's beers that people release that are barrel aged all the time where maybe they expect people to, to let it sit, you know? Right. And I think a lot of the breweries that do that actually put it on the bottle saying, hey, drink it now or hey, age it for 10 years and drink it later. Like I'm I'm of the thinking that you can age anything if you age it properly. But nobody is sitting here aging this shit properly. Nobody has a climate controlled room in their house where they have all 700 of these bottles sitting and they're exactly the right temperature and constantly, you know, backup power supply, generator run-in, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I don't think that a lot of people are doing that. I think that what it comes down to is it's a collector's item, and you're going to want to drink it, and you're going to want to keep the bottle and display the bottle. That's that's kind of my thought process on a barrel-aged ale in general. Like, I, I would say, you know, stouts are one thing, um, even like some wild fermentation beers that are going to keep developing over time. But something like this is going to be one of those ones where you're going to get it. You want to drink it within the next month, I think, because they yeah, really put I, some thought into preparing this beer for you. I, yeah, I can't, I, I don't know how long it would last. And that's like, that's the risk I, I think you take with, with doing that. Um, it, it's just, it's such, this is such a weird argument and such a weird, like, question, because I don't think you, you never come out on top. Like, you always piss people off. And yeah. it's just like, I mean, it, there's, like, literally no great way to approach this. Not at all. Because you're, you're always, it, sound, it seems like you're always pissed off, like, half the people. All right, so I want to hear Jake's Me too. thesis on this, because I have a feeling that he's got some opinions, and he's actually going to be, it's, it's. He's going to sound a lot smarter than you and I just did. <laughs> I agree. He always does. Go for it. Oh, geez. In the world of the COVID-19 crisis that has 
stricken the entire world. Option C. Hold a raffle where you can purchase tickets and some portion, if not 50%, say, of the profits of that raffle where you're buying raffle tickets go to charity or go to support the, the business. Okay? And I know what you're going to say. Oh, well, it's just, it's just a lottery and people are just going to buy tickets and, and maybe not necessarily get a, a, a better opportunity. That's not the point. The point is to raise money for people who need it the most. That's and actually fucking brilliant. If you're, <laughs> if you're like, I, here to, to really support the, the brewery regardless of what's going on, you should be on board. That's yeah, brilliant. That's, uh, that's that is a great idea. Wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. He always he always blows us out of the water. I know. He's way smarter than both of us. I'm sorry. He is. Like, he really is. <laughs> uh, no, I don't I don't I mean I, no, I, do, I, like, I think that no, I like I really do like that idea. I think avoiding a, something I think like that. I mean I, I I get I get how there are flaws in that philosophy. It's you know, because there there are weird ways that people are trying to, to raise money. Like you look at places like Camino, the the brewery that I spoke about a little bit earlier. There, you can purchase, or I mean, you could just you could just send them money. You know, like part of part of their online uh, inventory is support the brewery, and you can donate up to like however much you want, and add that onto your order of beer if you're on to order, right? Um, it could be an interesting way of doing it. Obviously, there are flaws to it. There are flaws to all of the systems. None of them are perfect. Um, the the best way, in my opinion, to do it would be just a lottery. I mean, that's the most fair. Yeah. Um, it, it eliminates the, the people who are going to be mad that their internet connection wasn't fast at the time or they weren't able to access the tweet quick enough or, or, or weren't able to get to the brewery fast enough or in time to get that kind of stuff. The lottery obviously is the most fair, but um, if, if it would be possible to raise some money for some of these people, that, that could be interesting. And I think uh, that there's, there's, there's drawbacks to doing it that way too, though. One of the things that comes to mind almost instantly is, oh, somebody spends $1,500 and gets 10,000 tickets or whatever, you know, whatever it breaks out to be. They get way more tickets than everybody else. And yeah, it's for a good cause, but you're you're pulling that name twenty times before you get to the next name or something like that. You know, and it, it's it's not a perfect system. But again, I think that you're right. I think that there should be some sort of like give back to the employees or the the community as a whole when you're doing it in that way. Yeah, I don't think there's a. I don't think it's necessary, but it's a creative way to to help raise some money for the people that need. Yeah, for sure. I agree. All that right, was a, that was good. I I appreciate that outlook or that opinion, Jake. That was uh, that was totally a shot out of left field. <laughs> I um, I didn't think I didn't think we were going that way. <laughs> All right, so um, I think uh, we should probably keep it a little short this week. Um, I know it's Tuesday. It's not our normal like Sunday afternoon, and we're podcasting. So I just want to um. Shout out to everybody that answered my question on Instagram today. I think a lot of people were actually excited about the Lustra releases in general. Um, only one person responded 
with the barrel-aged one, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, two of them responded with the barrel-aged Lustra. My, my question was, which variant of Lustra are you most excited for? And everybody was, you know, triple, half, lager. Like, everybody's super excited about all the ones that we've had before. And this barrel-aged one just seems like a shot and that Dancing Gnome is taking a chance with this beer. And I don't know that it necessarily is going to even be a good beer, but I'm excited to try it. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I hope that one of my friends gets it or somebody gets it so that we can at least experience that beer. But I don't think that it's the best. I, I don't know that it's going to be the best of the Lustras even, right? So It's shocking. They went for shock value. Oh, yeah, for sure. They definitely went for this experimental, like, reach for something different. And I think that's super cool, but yeah, that's, I like that that's they're all getting I into the. I like that they're getting into the Brett game. Yeah, that's going to be super interesting. I think. Um, yeah, it's it's I, one of those things. Uh, I still Wild don't know. Is, I, I yeah, I still don't know how how I feel about about Wild Firms in general. So I uh, I'm very interested to see if one of us can get get a hold of this one. All right. So uh, any final thoughts from you guys? Yeah, I just want to go back to something I said earlier. Um, I did look up uh, grapes, and it is a berry. So for anyone out there that didn't know, grapes are technically a berry. All right, I learned something today. Any any last last uh, opinions, thoughts, Jake, before we sign off here, bud? No, I think I'm all set for this week. Um, everybody stay safe out there. You also. All right, guys. Well, uh Cheers. Uh, congratulations to all the breweries that are having anniversaries this week. Congratulations on another successful Lustra Day from Dancing Gnome. Um, Jake, report back with some new breweries next week, okay? Absolutely. All right. Cheers. Cheers, fellas. Hello, and welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far, so why not go and follow us on social media? At The Weekly Recap on Instagram. At The Weekly Recap 1 on Twitter. Or email us at TheWeeklyRecap1 at gmail.com. Thank you.